Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I just welcome you on board, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, This is our 81st episode, uh, and we are on the uh, part five of what a series I'm calling The Ascended Life. And this one I'm I'm calling so it's part five of the of the Ascended Life series, and I'm calling this "Turn on the Light, Don't Curse the Darkness." So once again, the whole idea or concept of sharing on the ideology, the theology, the position, the reality of the Ascended Life is so that I would retrain the mind and and. And begin to think, begin to see, begin to understand uh, the reality of the ascended life, and and that we are living from our righteousness, not for our righteousness. You're not living so holy that you can become righteous. You have the possibility because you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus to live a holy life here on the earth. And in the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 5, I believe, well, it goes right into 13, but the, the Lord's Prayer there, it's talking about manifesting what we have. And we have this beautiful resurrected power and, and this ascended life because God said that you are seated because of the blood. Okay, you, we have to understand that we, I'm talking to born-again believers. And if you're not a born-again believer and you're listening to this, you can be transferred from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light in a heartbeat or less because of the work that Jesus did. Jesus shed the blood. Jesus came to reconnect um, the world and restore order and enter righteousness back into all of creation, Jesus came and paid the price so that we could uh, have Holy Spirit in our lives, that we could have the kingdom of God in our lives, that we could be living in heaven, and then we could be manifesting heaven on earth. So I'm talking about living the ascended life, not only in your spirit, because we went over it, and you need to go back over this if you don't understand this concept or this reality, that you are a spirit, you live in a body, and you possess a soul. So you are a triune being, just like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Your your spirit is, is the part of you, the real part of you, because you are a spirit. You're creating God's image and in his likeness, and the, and the Bible says that God is spirit, and they that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. So you, you are a spirit, but you have this thing that, that is called a soul, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and it's all about transforming the soul, and that's what we're after. That's what we're after. So to live the ascended life, to live the life that, that 
Jesus purchased for us. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time that, that Jesus gets what he paid for, and that's for you to live the ascended life here on the earth. The Bible says in Galatians 5.25, if you live in the Spirit, you can also or you should also walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.25, if you live in the Spirit, you should also walk in the Spirit. So there's a dichotomy going on. You, you, can, you can be living in the Spirit, meaning that you are born again to the uttermost. You are saved to the uttermost. You're living in the kingdom. You're seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. But at the same time, you now in this physical, and that's a spiritual realm. You're living in heaven. You're living in, in, in the kingdom, in your spirit. But now the, your central processing unit, your, your, your whole, um, your mind, your will, and your emotions right now are being retrained and reformed. We have been upgraded to becoming one with the spirit of the living God. Now it's our job to, to take the word of God and begin to make the crooked places straight in our minds so that we can think God thoughts by the washing of the water of the word of God. God's word goes into our minds and makes the crooked places straight. It removes the obstacles. It, re, it, it, it takes away the twistedness and it gives us clear paths uh, according to God's thoughts. And that's what we're doing through this podcast. So, um. So I'm going to get right in right now. We're five minutes in. I'll be about another 30 minutes or, or less. But I, the topic I'm, I'm coming with you today is to turn on the light. Don't curse the darkness. When you walk into a room, you don't go ahead of yourself. Well, I take authority over the spirit of darkness. No, you go over and you just switch, you just switch the light. You know there's a power source that's going to light up. You have faith in a power source that's about to light up the room. All you have to do is, is do the obedient thing and turn on and flip on the light. And when you do, darkness just flees. All you have to do is show up with the light. So I'm just going to start off here, and I just want to give you a little a definition here. The word phos and... Um, in the Hebrew, it would be a little bit different, but a very the similar, like, very close second cousin or first cousin to Phos in the New Testament. But it's, it's used about 80, 800 times, okay, this word Phos, which is light. When you see, like, I am the light of the world or you have become the salt and the light, this is all re referring to this Greek word Phos. I said, what is Phos? It's, it's pure brilliant quality of light it signifies signified a break in darkness a triumph of truth and knowledge over ignorance and an orientation towards something greater when you turn on the foes when you turn on the light you you are actually uh giving an orientation towards something that is greater my god so Walk in the light, even as I am in the light, and you will no longer walk in darkness. This is the key. This, and so this is the ascended life. You, you, the Bible calls you salt and light. It, he doesn't call you a reflection. You're not a reflection. You are a resource of the source, but you have become the light of your world. In your spheres of influence, you are the principality and power of light. And you will dis. You will 
Absolutely. When you show up, you need to know that what shows up with you is this this substance of force or light that actually brings an orientation towards something greater. Every time you turn on the force, every time you turn on the light, every time you go into darkness and you just begin to shine by smiling, by just effervescing because you because you praise God, because you spent time with the Lord, because you because you have the kingdom of God on the inside of you. There's an effervescence that just comes out and begins to permeate your your community or your church or your or your you know your boardrooms or the the courtrooms or the the marketplace or the malls or wherever you go the the light has the potential you are a portable portal for the light and glory of god come on now so this new name of phos um be the light of the world this new name that you have received it's not new because it's like 2,000 years old, but I mean, it's new, maybe new to you. You need to know that you are the light. You are the salt. You are brilliant and you are tasty. And, and are you being brilliant? Are you being tasty when you go into the community? So this, this new name, folks, carries meaning and significance that guides us in every decision we make from the, from the way that we worship to all decisions that make us followers of Christ. So that's just a quick definition of the word light. So when you are when you are walking into a community or when you're walking into somewhere, uh, don't fear the darkness. The darkness is nothing more than a backdrop to show forth the brilliance of God in your life. The, the, the darkness is only there to create an atmosphere for, for God to flow out of. There is just a contrast. It's just a backdrop. Don't fear it. Just I'll let the light out. Amen? Okay, so I want to share a story with you. Well, it's not a story. It's actually, it, it was an occurrence, and it's it's in the, the book of um, John chapter 8 in the Gospels. And I'm going to, actually, I'm going to start in verse, uh, chapter 7, verse 53. And everyone went to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. He was hanging out whenever he was in the Jerusalem area. He was always hanging out um, at Lazarus' house or Mary's house or Martha's house, but he was often he would hang out at, at the, um, the, the Mount of Olives. And I've been to the Mount of Olives, and it's right across from the Eastern Gate or the, the Golden Gate um, or the, um, the Gate of, of Beautiful Gate, the Golden Beautiful Gate. So it's right across from there. So this is where Jesus is going to come from again when he establishes his throne. He's going to walk down that valley and he's going to walk right through that grave and he's going to walk right up and he's going to open up that that gate that's been sealed over right now. I'm telling you that, that Jesus is a real threat to every other um, religion in the world, he's a threat to every demonic force in the world. They've, they put a graveyard in front of the gate because no good Jew would walk through a grave or it would be unclean and he couldn't. And then they, 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 they've boxed that up. They've, they've shut that down. But Jesus is going to walk through that one day. You, I, I guarantee you that. So anyway, uh, so early in the morning, verse um, verse 1, 
But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Verse 2. Now early in the morning he came into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in the very act of adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Uh, verse 5 says, Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, and they might have some something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stopped, stooped down, and wrote on the ground with his fingers as though he did not hear them. So when they continued to ask, asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their, their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are your accusers? Where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus uh, spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That is the foes of Zoe, the light of light of life. So I, I'm just going to give you a little background of what's going on here. So Jesus has been going down uh, and teaching in, in the synagogue area, but he walked down this day. Early in the morning, uh, he came and again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. So what you need to know is that he went through the eastern gate. He goes into the woman's court, and in the midst of the woman's court is the place where the treasury is. And he sits down right there in the midst of the treasury, in the midst of the woman's court. And, and this is where these Pharisees take this woman that was caught in the very act of adultery and threw him at her feet. So she was caught in the very act. So here's the situation. She is, she's scantily dressed, if, if not completely naked. We don't know. But she's thrown at the feet of Jesus, and he is sitting, and he's about to teach these people. And he is sitting in the woman's court, and he's sitting in the treasury part. He's about to teach, and they throw this woman at his feet. The amazing thing is Jesus is sitting there. He's about to teach these, all these people that are around him. These these uh, Pharisees are trying to catch him, um, and, and catch him in making a mistake, and and he's just sitting there in the midst of his light, 
sitting there in the woman's court, sitting there in the treasury, sitting there in, in the temple, and just at one with his God. And they bring this woman in, throw her at his feet, and then Jesus begins to answer. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. He just simply asks, and, and, and responds to their question because they said, you know, Moses said that we need to stone such a one. I mean, where's the guy? I just want to know where where is the guy because adultery takes two. And so adultery is not fornication. So it's she's either married or he or, or the the other the guy that can't be found or is maybe he's one of the ones that want to stone her. Maybe I, I, we don't really know the, the situation, but all we know is it's bad. We know that one, at least one family is ruined. What we, what we, I believe is that this woman is Mary Magdalene, the one that he cast seven, would eventually cast seven devils out of. She, she is the, the I, I call her the greatest disciple that Jesus ever had. So this is the introduction to the greatest disciple that Jesus would ever have on the earth. Not John, who called himself the beloved, not, not Peter, but this disciple who was at every major thing. She was the one that, this disciple, Mary Magdalene, she was at every um, major event in Jesus's life as he was in the ministry for three and a half years. This this lady, this woman, this strong tall uh, tower of strength and power that she would become. Uh, this is the introduction that Jesus gets to Mary Magdalene, who would anoint him, anoint his head, anoint his feet, uh, weep and wash his feet with her tears of, you know, in, later on in, in the ministry, just before he's being buried, she anointed him. But the introduction, and, and we find out that the Anoint, anointing oil, the, the beautiful perfume that she anointed Jesus with was w- what she got from ill-gotten gains, what she got from prostitution. This She bought this with the money that she made prostituting. That's this. I'm, I'm jumping ahead and coming back, but can you, are you following me here? This is the introduction to this famous mother of the faith she's scantily dressed she's thrown at the feet of jesus and they're they're asking jesus should we stone her and jesus kind of just you know looks down stoops down writes something and he says um he with is without sin cast the first stone and i read it and you heard it and you you know the story probably as well as me if not better i don't know but she ends up sitting there and in the in the middle of the accusation and the shame the condemnation and everything else going on and one by one from the oldest to the youngest they drop their stones because they're being convicted in their hearts and then jesus asks the question where are your accusers where are those accusers 
He doesn't say your, yours, but I think another translation does say that. But in this uh, New King James Version, it says, where are those accusers? Where are those accusers? And I just want to say to you, where are those accusers? I want to tell you there's a conviction going across the airwaves right now in displacing the spirit of accusation that's been coming against you. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit of accusation that's trying to stop you, trying to get you to sit down, trying to get you to, to um, cowtail to the, to the enemy and trying to make you full of shame and condemnation. I, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit of accusation. And I want to tell you today, there is a savior. There is a redeemer. There is one that will not allow the enemy to overtake you. There is the one that will bring uh, judgment against the enemy that is trying to bring judgment against you and trying to catch you. I want to tell you, there's a, an anointing of deliverance coming across the airwaves today. Receive your anointing of deliverance this day in Jesus' name. So he just says, where are those accusers? And she looks around, but she's like, oh, wow, what? Uh, I, I, I have none, master, I, I, I have none. There, there's, there's nobody here, there's... Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She says, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Well, it's really important to understand that, that he says to her, neither do I condemn you. That's amazing. Amazing. I don't understand this. We, you know, this woman has not gone through the, the 12 steps of, of deliverance. She hasn't gone through the, you know, the three, three programs. And she hasn't, you know, gone into this life of, of repentance. He just says, I, I, neither do I condemn you. Go your way and sin no more. And I want to tell you, this was before Jesus Christ was crucified. This is before he died. This is before he was buried. This is before he was resurrected. This is before he went up and sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat and sending forth the Holy Spirit to come and abide in each and every one of us. This is before all that. And he is saying to her, and I want to say to you, fellow man, you have an ability to say no to sin. You have an ability to say, he would not tell this woman that to go your way and sin no more, if she could not sin no more, that would be that would be unjust. That would be just as unjust as the ones that wanted to stone her. Can you hear me today? There's a capability. Don't, don't give the enemy more credit and more strength than he deserves in your life. But this is this is the key, though. Here's the key. It says, Jesus now. He, he told the woman, he told Mary Magdalene, who I believe it was. I've studied it out, and, and that would be another topic, another podcast. But he, he now turns to the, the people that were all around watching this whole thing unfold and the ones that were about to sit down and listen to him teach. And Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of light light of life, the, the fos 
of Zoe, the light of life. If you follow Jesus, this is the deal. If you follow Jesus, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have light, the light of life. This is the key to living the ascended life. Face Jesus, look to Jesus, follow Jesus. That doesn't mean like just a couple times a year where you go to church. No, no, this is seek ye first the kingdom of God every day type thing. And if you are seeking Jesus, you, when you got transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love, you, you are now one with the spirit of the living God. You can seek him. But see, here's the deal. Just when you got born again, you understand that you need to bring the kingdom to earth. You need to live the ascended life, not only in your spirit, but you, you got to be applying it in your everyday life. And this is how you do it. Follow Jesus and you will allow light, the fosse, the thing that causes things to be upgraded, the things that begins to displace the darkness. When you show up, when you showed up with the mentality of your ascended life, because when you were born again, you were absolutely crucified on the cross. You were buried with Jesus. You were, and then you were also resurrected with Jesus, but you also ascended with Jesus because you are seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities of of darkness. You are sitting in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're in the power. So this is who you are in your spirit. And now we are understanding and living from that realm. You're living from the ascended life. You're living from your righteousness and you have this knowledge. And now the spirit of God, the light of God, the life of God is coming out of you and Bill Johnson puts it really well. He says that the supernatural flows through the transformed mind. So it's all about you understanding who you, whose you are and who you are. It's understanding what have you become. You know, I, I've said this a few times to you guys that what, it, you know, I quoted a scripture, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him, that you made him just below Elohim. That was the Old Testament. We got upgraded from being a co sorry, from being the second most powerful person in the vice region of all of creation and the crowning glory of all of his creation to becoming one with the creator of the universe himself. This is what happened in in the in the new birth. This is what happened when you got resurrected. You became the a source of light in this world. It's it's not about you turn, uh, cursing darkness. It's not about you taking authority over this and that. It's about you just showing up because you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You show up in obedience and, and, and the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ will just begin to come out of you. A demand. Whenever you step into darkness, there's a demand for the light. There will be light that will come out of you. You just got to walk as Jesus walked. You got to walk. And I'm just going to read this scripture to you. Jesus was speaking after he addressed 
Mary Magdalene and said, go your way and sin no more. Then he says this. Then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Follow Jesus. As you follow Jesus, as you are led by the Holy Spirit, and you're walking in obedience, you're going to walk into some chaos, and you're going to walk into some valleys, and you're going to, and you're going to find yourself in pits at time, and you're going to find yourself in, in, in different situations that are negative. And, and I want to tell you, that is on purpose. God wants you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and be the light. You can be, you have the light of the world. You have the Zoe life of God on the inside of you. Now you got to go forth and let that light out. It's time to turn on the light and the darkness will flee. This is part of living the ascended life. So once again, this has been Barry Miracle. I hope you enjoyed last week's and I hope you enjoyed this, this week's and, and, um, episode of the ascended life uh, on, our, on this podcast called Wake Up In Your Dream. It's really important how we see ourselves and where we see ourselves. And it's so important that you spend time. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time and, and listening to these podcasts. I, I know they're helping you. And, and, and I know that these podcasts need to get into some people's lives. So if you could share it out, if you could make a comment, if you could, you know, um, you know bring me to a, a, a certain place where my, my podcast is actually having a greater reach, I know that they're going to help people. And, and help people live a more victorious life. This is my passion. This is my desire. I want you to wake up into the dream of God. Wake up into the dream of God and wake up out of the nightmare of normality. No more nightmares of normality. No more Groundhog Day. No more just surviving in life. But it's time to wake up to all the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living that he prepared for you before time began. It's time for you to be set free, even as Mary Magdalene was so set free. She was walking and following. She began to follow Jesus. And Jesus began to clean her up. My God, I am so grateful for everything that Jesus has done. And, I, and when you get off this podcast today, just take a few moments and just thank him. There's things that he saved you from that you don't even know. You need to thank him for the grace, for the things that he saved you from that you don't even know about. He's, he's so good to us. I bless you guys. I love you. Thank you for staying tuned in and locked in and downloading. And thank you for uh, just adding your faith to these podcasts. Please keep me in prayer. If you want to sow a seed into this, um, you can go to uh, www.barrymarkle.ca or uh, wakeupintoyourdream.com. And you can, you know, I have a PayPal account that will go to my ministry. And my ministry, if you live in Canada, I think, maybe in the States, I'm not sure. But if you live in Canada, I can give you a tax-deductible receipt if you go through my minute of the ministry. I can't, but my ministry can. Um, but maybe you just want to sow a seed into our lives. Um, appreciate it. And uh, we just want to keep going and keep blessing and keep encouraging 
So until next week, it's been a Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.